With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. So in order to support our show, we need the help of some great advertisers. And we want to make sure those advertisers are ones you'll actually want to pay attention to and hear about. But we need to learn a little more about you to make that happen. And I would love to learn more about the audience. So go to PodSurvey, that's P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y, PodSurvey.com slash James, and take a quick totally anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better. That way we can bring on advertisers and, and even content that you won't want to skip. So once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash James, J-A-M-E-S. Thanks for your help. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Welcome to another episode of Idealist of the Day. And of course, these idealists are taken from notepad.com, N-O-T-E-P-D.com. Get it? It's notepad, but no A. Of course, the idea of notepad.com, among other things, is to get used to writing the 10 ideas a day, which at least for me personally, has not only at different points lifted me out of depression, but helped me create financial success and improve my creativity and all sorts of good things. And whenever I've stopped doing the 10 ideas a day, things fall apart. So a lot of people now have started making their idea lists and there are some good streaks up there, but there's one list made by, uh, I don't know who this person is, Robin Samuels Altucher. Uh, who could that be? And oh she's, God. she's here on the podcast with us. Hi, Robin. Hello. Hi, Robin. And it's the top 10 attributes that make you a good friend. Now, some of these lists are things like this, like there are lists of items like attributes, but always it's kind of hard to come up with 10. That's how you exercise the idea muscle. And so Robin, what made you want to make this list? Because I want to make new friends in a new location where we live. <laughs> And you have another list, by the way, and we'll challenge people at the end of this podcast with a specific challenge. But how do you know when you meet somebody, for instance, that they're an honest person? Well, that takes time. Um, you just have to spend time with the, that person and and be around them. And, and you can pretty much tell, you know, a lot about somebody. They, what, what's that saying? You know, listen to... Um, listen to or watch what they do. Don't listen to what they say. Yes, but there's also, if someone tells you who they are, listen. I oh, like yeah. that one too. Um, so it just, it takes, a, it takes time to build friendships and trust. And that was another list because trust is the number one thing on building a good relationship. So let me tell you an example though, for all you guys. And so Jay's on this podcast, Paulo's on this podcast. This happened to me just very recently. I had, uh, and Jay knows about this. Uh, I had a friend that I considered a good friend he would tell me all these detailed stories. There was one story he was telling me that was so moving to him that he started crying while telling me the story. And, you know, we would, you know, being vulnerable is, is, is 
often a way people bond together with each other. And, you know, we started meeting every week, exchanging business ideas and just giving each other advice. Like we were, we became friends over time. And then I just read an article and I don't know if the article is true oh. or not, but they, they quote a lot of different people. This guy's a, a fairly well-known person. Apparently, at least this article is accusing him of being a total con man. And like many of the things he told me were complete lies that he just completely made up out of his imagination. And right. I really, and I've known him now for, I don't know, I guess five years. And until I read that article, I would never have guessed anything he told me was a lie. Yeah. And also what can you do? Because you can uh, confront him and ask any, like if anything is right or wrong, like, no, I'll never talk do? to him again. Probably. Yeah. Even though there are some parts of the article where, okay, it's one person's opinion versus other. It seems to be that he's even admitted that right. a lot of the things he told me were not true. But also right. I think the the sheer fact that you're not going to confront him or talk about it uh, to him just means that you are not good enough friends, right? It's just, uh, it was just some acquaintance that you got some benefit True. from talking, but you're not, you know, it's not strong enough that uh, you, you want to question and ask about it, right? If yeah. I have some very close friends, if I found out like tomorrow in an article that there are some sort of comments, I would like immediately call them up and say, oh, what's going on? Is it true that you did this? Did you right. do that? Why aren't you telling me, right? It's because you, I care about the relationship and I, I would also feel they would tell me the truth, right? That's yeah. the whole point of having close friends. Uh-huh, and trust. Paulo, has that happened to you before? Not, not in the article, it's, but it's uh, more like someone, it's, from it's, someone else. That has not happened to me. However, I have known people uh, that were basically pathological liars, right? And I could I could not trust anything that they would say. Like if this uh. guy told me, "Oh, uh, today for lunch I had a slice of pizza," I wouldn't believe it. Mm. Like, oh, and wow. how did you find that, that out? Uh, well, because I found out on many many occasions that uh, uh, he was lying about something, and that mm -hmm. uh, not only like, that what would be an example. What would be an example lie? Well, um, he pretended to to have gone to some sort of piano school or, you know, to, to mm. learn music for years on end, but he never wanted to play in front of me, right? Uh. But he was so adamant about it. He would not back down. He would not say, oh, yeah, no, I play for one year or nothing. He would say he was right. such an expert, but he would never play. Right. And many, many of these yeah. small things. But uh, what's also interesting is that uh, he was extremely like, oh, such a personable person. You know, you'd meet him, you think he's the best person in the world, which to oh. me has become a, a major red flag. If a person huh. seems right. too nice to be true, there's something wrong. You know, someone is, someone is right. too nice saying, uh, you know, pretending to care so much about you and everything. You know, people are normal, right? Everyone has right. a degree yeah. of, uh, you know, selfishness and stuff like that, right. but that's just normal. So if someone is too good to be true to me, it's a huge red flag. I, I don't know why that sort of reminds me of Ted Bundy. What do you mean? Like, like maybe because like he's too nice. Like it's like, it's like a perfect person. Isn't Ted Bundy sort of appear as a perfect person before he got caught, right? Oh no, yeah, I think yeah. he had issues though. Like he was a perfectionist or something, or I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I don't really know anything. He had about some him. neuroses, I thought. Oh. that were sort of weird. 
But I don't know. Oh. I, I've never studied him, so. But but like it does seem like I mean obviously this is an extreme case where someone you're friends with is a comment and and Paula you're probably right like maybe it's not like we were best friends although at different times we were closer than at other times like there were times when I would pr probably talk to him it was a few month period where I was talking to him like every other day or so uh, but uh, uh, it just shocked me. You know, I've seen, I've, I've met people, and I'm, I'm kind of one of them that I'm nice. I'm really nice when you meet me and, and um, personable. Um, I give everyone a benefit of the doubt. You know, I treat them like I would my family, but I do not. Um, I have my boundaries, and I don't share personal information until I. It takes me a while to do that, and I think that. Like you said, when somebody, um, you know, tries to share their their heartfelt feelings or, you know, they're sad and they, they, they seem to open up to you, to me, it's them saying, oh, well, you share with me now. And I've always told my kids, don't do that. Don't fall for that. Don't yeah, go I mean, there. Uh that's a very standard manipulation technique, right? I think Definitely. From influence yeah. and stuff like that. You know, you yeah, want someone I'll tell to open you up something. to you. Yeah, you open tell up me. To them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think Robert Cialdini call, uh, even talks about this in his book Influence. Uh, it's reciprocity. So if like you're vulnerable to someone, they're gonna feel closer to you, uh, being vulnerable yeah. with you, and then once that happens. You could then do the ask if you're trying to like influence from or a marketing perspective. Or they own perspective. you. They own you some yeah. way, you know. Well, so so yeah. this is related to another one on your list, Robin, about attributes of a good friend, which is uh, uh, they don't gossip. And I'm curious about this one because there's positive and negative aspects to gossip. So it's so like we, we've had a friend in the past who all the time he'd gossip about people we knew, and we then we would see him with that person. And he'd be all like best friends with that person. So it made you think, oh, he's probably gossiping about us too, which turned out to be true. But right. there's a positive side to gossip too, which is, and Yuval Harari mentions this in his book, Sapiens, is that one thing that made, you know, humans, you know, ha be able to congregate in bigger, you know, an original tribe for humans was like 30 people. But then suddenly around 40,000 BC, humans were working with up to 150 people in a in a tribe and it was because of the literally the invention of gossip in the brain and the idea right. that if i haven't worked with paulo as an example but jay has i could say to jay hey is paulo pretty good to hunt with or if there's a wild boar running at us he's gonna leave me behind there, right. there's a it's it's there's a pro-social advantage to gossip which is that you, you it's an efficient way to to learn about people and and, and cooperate with a larger group of people I feel like gossip has to have like a different different terms for like just asking if the person is nice or not. Like I feel like gossip is more like just negative. It's just like, oh, this person is a bad person. This is what they did, blah, 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 blah. But if you just talk to someone like, hey, yeah, I work with Paolo. I love Paolo. And this is what Paolo have done. I, I don't know if you consider that as gossip. But that would be the same thing our other friend would do. Well, I'm sorry, Robin, you go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just saying, you know, uh, what I'm using as, as, as gossip is a, a casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, true or untrue. So this is just idle talk. This is just, you know, mm. it, it's, that's what I mean. I, or it could be 
uh, destructive. Um, it's like, it, to me, I feel like it's, I don't really want to talk about somebody else uh, right. when, when I'm in a conversation with another person. There's no reason, unless, you know, it, like you say, it is uh, something positive and that, oh, it's a good friend. You should meet them. Right. You know, it's not like uh, you're trying to, um, you know, uh, deplatform the person yeah. or, yeah. But what if you're talking to a friend and they say, let's just, I'm going to name your friend, you know, Katie. Okay. I'm making the name up. What if you're talking to Katie and you're saying, Hey, I'm about to go meet Brenda. And Katie then says, Oh, I'd be careful. Brenda has owed me money and she hasn't paid back in a year. That is a very personal information that I should not have heard. Uh, but wouldn't you want to know, or what if you no, said to Katie, I would not. I'm thinking of no. lending money to Brenda. No, no, no. Mm. It's something, honestly, that's just my personal opinion is I would never tell anybody something like that because that is between me and that other person. What if it's uh, James? Would you tell James? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know how friends often do this is that, is that they right. say, hey, it's a closed circle between us. We could tell each other anything. Well, I, I would say that in uh, a partnership, you know, a marriage or partnership, um, I think that, you know, you do have to have a certain amount of trust with a person to be in that relationship. Right. And uh, you don't have that sort of trust with most people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, so, you know, there are degrees of it, but I think with, with your with your significant other, uh, obviously you do have a tremendous amount of trust. So you, you can't, I mean, it's like being with a therapist really, or, you know, someone that you, you, you talk to that, you know, that it's, it's just between the two of you. So what, so when, is there any examples where, I mean, I would think negative gossip might be important to help you avoid a bad situation. I mean, I felt like, I feel like that's two type of negative uh, uh, gossips, right? Like it could be one negative gossip is like negative gossip, you just talk bad about the person. But if you're warning about the person, so let's say if like I'm about to work with someone named Kevin, and then and then Robin knows Kevin's like not trustable or like not do good work, like will you will you like still warn me about Kevin? Robin, um, I I would doing. not say anything to be honest because it's oh. none of my business. And okay. but, but uh, what you, if you really but, want to protect Jay? No, here's the thing: Jay is not my son. Okay, and right. I have, uh, you know, it's not my place to mm -hmm. be, you know, that person to say right. be careful. Um, now Jay could actually uh, watch me and see: Am I close mm -hmm. to that person anymore? Have I been talking to that person? Right. I distance myself from people that I feel I I don't want to be around. And uh, what if uh, what if Jay uh, was to ask you for personal advice? You know, right. I need to interact with this person. I know if you've interacted with them before, but I don't know the depth of the relationship now. I would do you say, have any heads up for me? I, I would say um, to do your research. Uh, you know talk to some of their friends, um, maybe some of their associates. Um, if, uh, I, if he was a good person, would you say he's a good person? Or would you refrain from saying that as well? I would say he was a good person. 
Okay. okay. Now, uh, now uh, I know <laughs> if I ever have to ask you, I know how to take your I can't. Answers, I but. have a real big problem with lying. And right. so if um, I'm not going to say something negative, right. but I will so, tell the truth. So Robin wouldn't wouldn't defame or, or, or wouldn't say that that he that person is a bad person, but right. Robin would like, hey, yeah, you know, do your research. So it's more like broad yeah. and generic in a sense. Right. I'm so sad that I'm not your son, Robin. Yeah, you, you're an honorary <laughs> son, Jay. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> joking. Uh, but different uh, skin color. It seems like again, like the human race, the human species built itself because of the positive benefits of gossip. So I'm just, and, and I see your, I see what you're saying because I don't want to be friends with someone and they gossip so much. I can clearly see somehow that they're going to gossip about me right. when they have the opportunity. Like that seems very negative. Yeah. That, that's what I mean, I'm really worried about is yeah, that they're going to gossip about me, but there must Robin, be some pro benefits to someone who's going to like give you a heads up, like, Oh, don't hang out with that person. That's bad. And another thing that bothers me is just because I like being private. I'm a private person. Mm -hmm. And even though someone is going to say something about me, it may be positive, but I don't want people sharing my experiences with somebody else. Right. Like if I'm with that person and they're like, oh, yeah, we did this. And I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, um, it's intrusion for me. I don't really want to do that to that person because maybe they want to stay private. Maybe they don't want to, people to know uh, things that they do on the weekends or things like that. I don't know. Does that right. make sense? Am I a little too weird? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I no, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I would feel the same way too. Like a lot of time when people ask me about something else that other people are talking about, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, a lot of time I try not to relay what they say. I'm like, yeah, just talk to him. You know, he would know better because a lot of time, if you try to retell the story, you might you might retell it wrong. Now, stuff like that. if there is any malice, if there is someone that's going to be hurt, if there is um, illegal activity, and you work for somebody, mm-hmm. I definitely think that you should report that. That's right. something that you need to talk about to to the authorities or to your boss. Right. I mean, reporting and gossip is different. Right. I think yeah. we have to think about that. Way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess also, if if information is known by everybody, it's okay to basically help interpret that information. So, yeah. like, if we're talking about someone who's been like a uh, a a banker, or I don't know, a stockbroker or whatever, and you ask someone, "Is this guy good?" and like, "Well, he gave so and so bad." Oh no, I, he can't. That's not good gossip either. It's- yeah. Well, I guess I guess all that it just. That's why I think we should have a personal. Just have to uh, stay out of people's system. business. I mean, <laughs> yeah. unless they're doing something illegal. And then you distance from these people. You know, I tell you, it really makes sense. You see that you look at the people they hang out with. You really look at people's friends. You look at, that really tells you a lot about somebody. And if there's something that they are doing, like let's say someone lies to you. Well, the way they do some things is the way they do everything. You've got a character flaw there. And that vein runs through their whole personality. Unfortunately, that's yeah. what happens. It's like uh, you are the five closest person that you're with. Yeah, you're the average like You're the average of the five people you spend your time with. And I, I would argue that it extends more than that. You're the average of the five types of content you read. So if every day you read gossip yeah. magazines, right. you're probably mm-hmm. a gossip. Uh, yeah. or as opposed to if every day you read like philosophical texts, maybe 
That's true. That shows you're the type of person who's trying to improve trash yourself. Trash in, trash out. That's why social media is so toxic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you're the average of, uh, let's say, the five types of food you eat. So, like, if all you eat is junk food, probably you're not you're a piece of junk. You could be. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably. You're, probably. You're a piece of Cheeto. Probably your body is junk. And, That's why I have fruit salad this morning. Yeah. This is so, why it was so hard for me with my kids. It's like I always knew their friends and I always was very careful about the people they were with because they are very influenced by, you know, when you're young, you're yeah. very influenced. I would say also all of these things obviously you have to be careful about, like honesty, gossip, all of these things. Being a good listener is one of your attributes that you list. This is really important. Although, again, you have to make sure that they're really listening with, empathy and then it's not they're just they're not just listening to get information but right. i i think this is really hard because i thought i'm a good listener but every time someone tell me about anything any of the problem i'll be like yeah i want to give you some solutions but i don't know if i should I you know, are I'm crying there too. yeah you're like crying there i'm like yeah. can i can i hug you you know it's 2022 yeah. i have to ask for consent and all that stuff so yeah it's hard because you want to help but yeah. I, I think a lot I've learned over the years that just really, I'm still learning just to being a good listener and just mm. listening to what they have to say and yeah, it's just hard because being there for them. And here I am interrupting while talking about listening, <laughs> but <laughs> that's my style because I, I, I have noticed in, in, in podcasting that listening is okay. There's the words they say, and then there, you have to listen for the words they don't say. And that's almost as valuable. Well, that's a problem too. And that's going to be another list that I'm going to make are the people that are not there. They acquiesce or they are, you know, what's the word for them? Um, they're like, I can't think of it. They they just, they don't, they're not honest with how they feel. Oh, uh, so give it, give an uh, example. Uh, like what's the story? Well, they're, um, no, there's a word for it. It's they're passive. So it's fake. They're fake. And that's on my list too, is being honest. Because if you're not really honest with yourself and who you are, how are you going to get to know that person? Right? Because yeah, if you don't know you, because right. they're not getting, they're not getting to know you. You get, they're getting to know your facade. Right. And like, you could ask them about the things that they're not saying. Then you can yeah, see how they like, tell you. I don't hang out with those people either. <laughs> the so, older I get, the less people I'm around. <laughs> All right, this is what Robin wants. My, Robin list, just doesn't, yeah, my friend Robin, list gets smaller and smaller. Robin just doesn't want to deal with bullshit. No, it's I true. Like my, and, and, I don't. and maybe because of Robin's influence on me, my friend list gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> Robin's keeping me from having any friends, so she just locks That's me in her room. And, but, well, but like I've had, I've had a friend, for instance, who was always overly nice. And then, but she always had problems because she would say, oh, I was so nice to them. Why are they mean to me? Like, well, maybe you shouldn't be so nice all the time. <laughs> and like, sometimes people are overly nice because they think that that will help them, but it's not honest. It's not an honest niceness. Right. So another and people kind of can feel that too. People are smart, even though they, you know, other people don't think they are. I mean, you really can get a, a sense of a person, I think, if you just listen, you know, if you just right. observe more, talk less, right? I think you can. So, yeah. So, all right. Well, this was uh, and is a very uh, interesting idea list. If you want to find it, 
and see the we only talked about three of the things she wrote of in on the top 10 attributes that make you a good friend if you want to see the rest or add to the list or comment on the list or make your own list you can find her list under her profile robin altucher at notepad n-o-t-e-p-d.com but here's a challenge for all the listeners because this addresses the problem that robin initially had she recently moved to a new area as have i and because we live together <laughs> and we challenge you make a list of the top 10 ways you would make a friend in a new area we'll check it out and maybe yeah. feature even the yeah. best of those lists on this podcast so this is the idea list of the day and tomorrow we have a really good one coming i hope you enjoyed this and thanks very much thank you thank you <laughs> Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I, I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period, and I loved it. I, loved, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs, and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. 
I've used ZipRecruiter, particularly as a potential employee, and I still, to this day, get messages every day. James Aldercher, would you like to apply to be VP of en- Entertainment at NBC or whatever? So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.